0: Uh, so I, I think maybe we'll retitle this a beginner's guide to cop part one, you know, since I, I don't know how much we're going to get to, uh, in, uh, you know, 50 minutes or, you know, or whatever this, uh, this ends up being
1: it's pro-, ever- it's pro prolegomena to beginner's guide to <laughs> <Come on. laughs> did you ever hear what happened in uh, Russia in 2013, Ben?
0: Oh, I think I, I think I do remember this, but yes, please. Oh, I think okay, I remember this. So yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, there are two Russian guys that are at a bar, apparently, and they got into a fight about Kant's ethics, uh, and it got a little bit heated, and one of them shot the other. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> this is just how competitive the Kant marketplace is, right? Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. get in there and stake out your claim pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assume the guy who shot the other guy was not the Kantian. team, because that, that surely violates the categorical imperative. <laughs> <embarrassing. laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there were a lot of lame jokes made about that afterwards, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, you know... He might have won the argument, but you know, I don't really think he got the spirit of what yeah. Kent was talking about. Yeah. And stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the uh the thing about the the story about um uh you know Wittgenstein and Popper, the was mm-hmm. it the poker Wittgenstein is waving around the fireplace poker ranting him, you know, and he's asking, you know, what they you know to uh uh to demanding that Popper tell him a philosophical problem that can't be reduced to a confusion about language and he says uh whether it's ethically right to threaten <laughs> <his> lectures with <laughs> fireplace pokers <laughs> yeah that's fine. Yeah. So uh so yeah, let's uh so so let's get into this. I think um, you know, since we're not gonna worry too much about how we cover, you know, this will be yes, the uh the prologama to a future uh beginner's guide to Kant. Uh so uh, so I, I think I think maybe one way to uh to set this up, you know, for, for people who you know looking for a little bit of a wider, you know, perspective um is to uh to think about what was going on. At the uh, you know at the time and in the you know couple you know centuries leading up to uh, to Kant that you know that he was, he was reacting to and uh, and interacting with, so certainly one way and you know I'm sure you could nitpick this but like a sort of standard uh, you know introductory kind of textbook kind of way of setting this up is to uh, is to say that there are these two big uh, philosophical trends. Uh, Uh, you know, rationalism, empiricism, you know, in the, uh, in the time, uh, you know, leading up to, uh, to, to Kant and that he's sort of putting these together or, you know, reacting to these in an interesting way. Mm -hmm. So uh, somebody want to just maybe, maybe Ryan, you know, want to just, just, just start us up by, by talking about what those two, what those two things are.
2: Uh, rationalism and empiricism, yeah. So empiricism is the view that all knowledge comes through the senses. That uh, So the sort of uh, Lockean idea that we're born as blank slates, that we come to the world knowing nothing, uh, and that all of our concepts, all of our beliefs, everything we understand about the world uh, is added through what we experience over the course of our lives. Um, and then rationalism is the idea that uh, at least for, in some ways it's possible to have knowledge uh, without experience that you can get to knowledge just by pure reason or just by conceptualizing.
0: Yeah. So like if, if people, you know, like, I don't know, you know, if they know just a little bit about philosophy, maybe they took an intro class or something They'll they'll, they'll probably remember, uh, you know, Descartes, uh, who, uh, who, who's like a, a very clear example of, of a rationalist who says that there are certain things that you could know, uh not based on you know on any input you know from uh from, mm-hmm. from the world around you uh but just based on what uh you know he'll sometimes call like, pure reason or things like that right? you know, so, mm-hmm. that you could know like he could know that his own you know his own mind exists you know just from mm-hmm. this this faculty of reason that's different from uh the uh that's different from this uh faculties of you know that's different from the ordinary sensory faculties and it's And crucially uh, that's not just about uh, sort of logic chopping like the definitions of words
2: or something. Right, right, yeah, it's not not just that kind of thing, but yeah, especially for Descartes, reason has to come first. We can't trust our senses, so we have to start with reason to build a foundation and only then can we then go back to our experiences and apply our reason to figure out which of our experiences we should trust and which we shouldn't.
0: Yeah, and... uh, and i guess with without like dwelling too long on this distinction like one thing that's that's worth uh you know porteous there's a little bit of ambiguity here uh because these these claims uh can be read as sort of um factual claims or normative ones so mm-hmm. uh you know they could, so the factual way of reading them is the dispute about whether there are things that are um, so, like the Locke says, there's nothing in the understanding that's not first of the senses. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a that's a pretty straightforward factual claim, uh, and it's it's also the part of empiricism that you know I think is is most uh, questionable, given mm-hmm. given what we now know uh, about you know cognitive science and you know and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but it's not you know it's related, but it's not. So that that's the factual claim that like the empiricist factual claim would be that the only way that, you know, that any piece of information, you know, comes into our minds Mm -hmm. is from our senses. And the normative claim is that uh, the only way that we can be justified in believing Mm -hmm. anything is, uh, is through, through our senses or, Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I guess uh, the other, the other sort of thing to say about that is that there is a, there is a, a category of things that even empiricists think that we can um, that we that we can have without uh, you know without getting it from the senses, but it's it's a very narrow category. Mm-hmm. So, um, which which is uh, analytic uh, analytic truths, which are which are things that are are true just um, you know just by sort of logic and definitions. Mm-hmm.
2: So. I, I do I do always like Hume's description of analytical truth is basically not really very interesting, not very useful, uh, and purely of interest to the speculative. Mm. Right? Um I his kind of candidness on that always struck me as pretty rare. Uh I'm a <laughs> philosopher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Because I mean because you're you're standing on the thing that we're actually good at. Uh <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, he's kind of shitting on Socrates there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause like when, when Socrates is going around Athens asking people to, you know, define justice or goodness mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, that they had <laughs> definitions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what he's trying to do is find analytic truths, things that are just, you know, they're just true, you know, about definite, you know, I mean, Roughly, right? You know, yeah. but have you know, but that, like, but, but the the thing that's being explored there is the realm of logic and definitions, which mm-hmm. is where analytic truths, you know, come uh, come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but uh, and I and I know, like, sometimes it's confusing when people first hear this. They're like, okay, I thought the empiricists said we can't know anything except for the senses. Now you're saying there's some things that we can. But the distinction is just that you that whether you can know, like like Descartes thought that you could know the, that God existed. Yeah. pure reason yeah pretty uh, big one <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh and that's a very different kind of claim than that you can know through pure reason that all bachelors are unmarried mm-hmm.
1: right i mean i also just would just add to like ben to your point about for empiricists that there are there are certain things it's very narrow but this causes a lot of problems when people try to um uh sort of rectify or to think about uh, Locke's uh, empiricism or um, Locke's epistemology, like his more philosophical writings, and then try to square that with his political writings where in the second treaties, where like reason is the law, is the law of nature. And so you get questions sometimes, well, if he's an empiricist, how is, how is, re-? it's not that empiricism um, discounts reason mm-hmm. um, or that there are certain things that, um, that we that we, um, that fall outside of, um, uh, the empirical senses. Mm-hmm. Um, that just made me, th- made me think of it because a lot of people can get hung up on that. Wait I mean, no, I I mean, that's a minute. He He's an I, empiricist. Yeah. That's a really good question. Actually. I, I
0: don't, I don't know enough about, uh, about Locke to have a good, have a good handle on the possible answers to that. But, uh, but, I, and then like, I think that sort of generalizes even like that, uh, for, for empiricists who are, who are, um, who are making moral claims, right? You know, like 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 what, what what kind of claims do they take themselves to be making here, right? Like that it doesn't seem like uh you know like if like a lock-in claim about property rights or something like that 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 certainly doesn't seem to be an analytic truth but it's also not obvious how you're supposed to derive it from like sensory interaction with you know with with external stimulus
2: yeah i guess maybe if you're some kind of intuitionist like you can apprehend moral truths and of, of some sort but yeah otherwise it's hard to know how you do that as an empiricist this
0: has been a free public preview of a patron exclusive episode of give them an argument to get the rest of this episode and every other patron-exclusive episode, go to patreon.com Ben Burgess.